All right, welcome to the latest edition of Sports Take. I'm Jonathan, and we're about 36 hours-ish away from the NBA trade deadline. And we've already had some fireworks go off, so let's dive right into what's taken place thus far. Uh, Indiana's made two moves. Uh, Karis LeVert to Cleveland for a draft pick and Ricky Rubio's expiring contract. Um, really nice move for Cleveland. I mean, you're not giving up much, and you're getting a, a really good basketball player. You're getting a guy that can score inside, outside, put up 40 in, in a given night. So that was a really nice move. Wonder if they're still looking to move Colin Sexton just so they don't have to worry about what's going to go on in the summer with him. But they could always just sit there and wait. But you got to like what Cleveland's done so far. You know, you got Markinen in the summer, re signed Jared Allen, Darius Garland's become an all star. You add Karis Levert, they're going to be a threat. Now, the. Before I get to Indiana's other move, I want to shift and go and talk about the Portland-New Orleans trade. Because this was a trade that was... It's been kind of coming for a while. We've been talking about is, is Dame and CJ combo working? And lately... Last couple of seasons was the early exits. You know, everyone's been saying it's not going to work. And it's really hard to rebuild for that team the right way with both Dame and CJ making 30 plus million dollars. It's it's a Lakers type situation, right? You have your top end taking up a huge chunk of your cap and it's hard to put high level talent around that. So now they trade C.J. McCollum plus Tony Snell um, and Larry Nance Jr., who they had just signed this summer, for Josh Hart, Neil Walker. Is it Neil Alexander Walker? Yeah, I can't remember. I always get that uh, mixed up. And another player, I believe it's... Lozada, Lozada, I can't, not, I don't want to butcher his name too bad, but, and Thomas Sadoransky, Neil Alexander Walker, protected first round pick next year, and then a couple of second rounders, and then to make room, they waived Cody Zeller, but that's kind of a nothing move, so you get out from under CJ's contract, which was huge, by the way. 30 plus million. Some can argue whether he was really worth that. It's apples and oranges, really. You bring in Josh Hart. He's got another couple of years on his contract at a reasonable, let's call it 13 million a year. You get Sadoransky, who's expiring contract. You get Neil Walker, Neil Alexander Walker, or I, I'm sorry, Nikael Alexander. I, I apologize. Uh, he's making three. It's a team option for next year, five. And Lausada, it's on a rookie deal, making under two every year. So they cleared, they cleared enough cap space for themselves. 
so that way next summer when Nurkic's deal comes off the books um, they're probably thinking they needed money to re-sign Anthony Simons who's been having some monster games this year but now you've you've basically cleared up about 15 million next season so it'll give them well actually more than that but now they're going to have a little wiggle room to really try to do a quick rebuild because when you have a player like Damian Lillard it's you're not in it for a long haul rebuild you've got to retool now you got to retool fast So now they just got to get their front office squared away and let's see what they do next summer. In this season, let's see what they can put together. For New Orleans, they're going to they're making the run for the for the plan, for the final play-in spot. At this point, it's really just between uh Spurs and the Pelicans. You can probably throw the Kings in there because of the move we're going to talk about next. But I, I like the move, especially if they can get Zion back at some point this year. That's a really nice shooter to have around Zion. And Z- CJ is not just a shooter. He can score in multiple ways. Uh, I still question you know, how, how good are they really defensively still, but there's enough offense there. Brandon Ingram, Valanciunas, Devontae Graham, Zion at some point. And now you throw in CJ. Tony Snell is a nice wing defender. Larry Nance Jr. is going to be a nice addition for them as well. Um, watching the TNT games that um, tonight, Shaq and D-Wade didn't really seem impressed that New Orleans was going for it. They basically said, going for what? And I thought Candace made a great comparison, Candace Parker, to Memphis last year. Memphis, you know, ran the gauntlet in the play-in, made it, ran up against Utah, gave Utah a fight, didn't win, but you you saw the potential. From the way I saw it, that's why... I picked Memphis to be my dark horse in the West this year because you saw it coming. You saw how good Jaw was in the playoffs, and you knew that they would put better pieces around him, get a healthy Jaron Jackson Jr. They still even had Dylan Brooks back. Desmond Bain has become a lights-out shooter, which is why he's in the three-point contest this year. So, like she said... New Orleans may not be looking to win much in the playoffs, but you want that momentum. So even if they don't get Zion back, but they're still going to make the play-in, now you've got momentum for the following year. So I like what they're doing. As a Spurs fan, it sucks because now we might lose the fight for the play-in. But... You know, they've been talking about it for a few days in the rumor mill that New Orleans was going after CJ or Eric Gordon. I think this was the better move because um, it didn't cost you really much. I, I personally don't think Eric Gordon's worth a first-round pick. 
but that's just my opinion. That's that's my take on his trade value. CJ still kind of, he still is because he's still a guy that can get you 20 points a game. Those guys are worth the first round pick. And he's got playoff experience. He's the right veteran scorer to have on that team. So uh, as far as who won the trade, let's see if that pick transfers over to Portland. Let's see what they do this summer and what they put around Dame. But I would say for the first next couple of years, New Orleans won the won the trade. Now, the big trade of the day, Indiana Sacramento. So they so Indiana was sitting on three trade assets: Karis LeVert, Miles Turner, and Sabonis. But for the last couple of weeks, we weren't sure which one of the threes, if any, would get traded. But LeVert's gone. And then today, Sabonis. But this one is going to have ramifications, and I'll get into that in a second. But it was Sabonis, Lamb, and Justin Holiday to Sacramento for Buddy Heald, who now we can finally get out of the trade rumors. Tristan Thompson, who changes teams about every six months. But and Tyrese Halliburton. That is the biggest shock for me because there was talks weeks ago that he's made De'Aaron Fox irrelevant um, or expendable at least, you know, with all the Ben Simmons talk. And the fact that you have just traded him, you've given up on him, even though he's shown constant improvement each year. I could have understood a De'Aaron Fox trade. I could have understood that. But Halliburton, I'm not I'm not sold on it. I but I understand Sabonis is a top tier player. He is outstanding. They obviously believe highly in Davion Mitchell. But they still have Harrison Barnes and Marvin Bagley, so there still could be one or two moves still to come from Sacramento. I like the aggression. I like the fact that they finally moved on from Buddy Heald and he didn't end up in the, with the Lakers. I'm very happy about that. But at least they're making aggressive moves to try to become competitive. You, know, you have Darren Fox, who's locked up for several more years. You just re-signed Rashawn Holmes, who I like. You drafted Davion Mitchell. Now you just gotta start filling out. Now you got Sabonis and Lamb and Holiday. You know, Justin Holiday is a good player. Lamb, he's uh, he's he's a good shooter. Doesn't move the needle for me like that, but um. So we'll see how it pans out. I think it's more interesting for Indiana because now you have Brogdon, you have uh, McConnell, and now you're going to have Halliburton. It's going to be interesting to see how that mix, how they figure out their rotations there, but adding 
healed who needed the change of scenery. Maybe now he can kind of get back to being one of the top shooters in the league. Because if they can get that and you have a Halliburton who's going to continue to get better, Miles Turner is apparently very happy now and excited to be playing with Halliburton. You know, if you can get TJ Warren healthy, you have a stud rookie in Chris Duarte, who I think a lot of teams really overlooked because of his age. Shame on them. You re-sign Lance Stevenson. I, I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. And I'm curious to see if they do a little more. Do they still hold on to Miles Turner? Do they hold on to Malcolm Brogdon? Um, at this point, I would say McConnell is probably the better option to keep over Brogdon just because Brogdon's making 20 plus million dollars. And at some point, you're going to have to pay Halliburton. And if Miles Turner stays, eventually you're going to have to give him a new contract. So just, you know, things to figure out for them. But, I mean, they're in a place now where they're not competing, so they have time to figure it out. So those are the three big ones that have happened thus far. Well, the only three that have happened thus far. So what's still left to happen? Well, let me... talk about one of the ramifications of that Sabonis trade, in my opinion. I'm fairly certain of the timeline, but I feel after that trade happened is when Bradley Beal's surgery was announced and now he's out for the season. I don't know if that was coming. I'm not sure. But now I wonder does Washington still make a move to try to show Bradley Beal that they are determined to build a winner behind him. One way or another, Bradley Beal is going to sign the max super max extension this summer. He's not getting traded. Not yet. Now, when he signs that, will it be part of a sign and trade? Who knows? Or will Washington be able to do something right now in the next 36 hours to show him hey Bradley we can build a winner here we've already got some nice pieces we can get some different ones um, it looks like unfortunately the Dinwiddie signing is not going to work out I'm not I wouldn't be concerned about the play on the court but it's the locker room stuff that really bothers me So it'll be interesting to see if they can move him for a player and a pick or something just to kind of get something out of that situation. Because if they don't... Not being able to get Sabonis and there's really... I don't know if there's really any needle-moving players left out there like on that level... Can they show him enough to say, hey, when we this summer, when we sign you to the max extension, it needs to be for you to stay here and not part of a sign-in trade. So that will be interesting to see how this affects Bradley Beal's situation in Washington. 
Um, some other guys. I'm still not seeing much on Jeremy Grant. You know, we got Philly's going to stand still because they're just going to wait for James Harden. If they don't get him in the next 36 hours, they're going to wait till the summer. Um, Brooklyn, Lakers, they just they don't have the money and the asset and the players to make a deal for a player like Jeremy Grant. Um, New York is a team to watch. Toronto is a team. I'm very curious to see what they do at the deadline because you have basically Drogic sitting there ready to move or at least be bought out. And they're in sixth in the East, and they are an extremely dangerous team. Siakam's found his form. Fred Van Vliet is a all-star. They have good pieces with championship experience behind them. So what moves will they make? Will they talk to Indiana and try to get Miles Turner from them? You know, will they talk to Washington and say, hey, what kind of sale are you having? Can they get like a Davis Bertans out of them? Get some shooting next to Pascal and Fred. So I'd be very interested to see how aggressive they are. Um, Charlotte's trying to move P.J. Washington. They need a big. Yeah, Miles Turner and Charlotte have been connected in a lot of rumors over the past, what, maybe year? Or I would expect Orlando to move one of, if not both, Terrence Ross and Gary Harris. Terrence Ross, easier to move. Similar to the way they moved Evan Fournier last year. Harris a little tougher just because he's making $20 million and he's not a $20 million player. No offense to him, but he just isn't. You know, he's had some injuries and such, but he's not a $20 million player. If he was, Denver wouldn't have traded him. Spurs reportedly turned down an offer from the Bulls for Jakob Pertl. Um, I there was issues with that deal because the first round pick was probably not going to come their way because I it was going to be via Portland and Portland's going to finish low in the lottery and I think it was a lottery protected pick, so that was basically a non pick. And then honestly, I looking at the Bulls roster, I think most Spurs fans would say. Well, give us marketing. We want marketing in the summer. I mean, I'm not sorry, not marketing. Um, they should give us marketing in the summer, but um, there's really no player on the Bulls roster that we would want. I mean, obviously, the first name that comes to mind would be Patrick Williams, but all signs point to him being untouchable. And so it'd be what Derek Jones Jr., Kobe White. I mean, we've already got enough guards. We don't need Kobe White. Derrick Jones Jr. is, I'm a fan of his because I love high flyers. And he he's extended his range out, but he's still not a real reliable three-point shooter. But he would be fun to watch with this Spurs squad. And I'd be curious how they would even use Jakob, seeing as Vukovic is their starting five. If, I mean, Jakob's really going to come off the bench. You're not going to play those two together. You can't. Like that, that's not going to work. I understand the thought process because, I mean, he didn't shut him down or anything, but another big body to throw at Joel Embiid because that's what you got to, 
figure, right? The Bulls are looking at who they've got to go through to win the championship. Joel Embiid and 76ers could be in the way. Um, Miami could be in the way, and that's Bam. So, be interesting to see if Bulls are able to bring anybody else in. I don't think they have the assets. They have that pick from Portland that's going to go back to Portland. And other than that, they've lost other picks because of collusion. Excuse me. So, I don't see how they pull off anything major. Dallas probably needs to make some kind of move that they've been talking about. They had the rumors of being interested in Pascal Siakam. He's not going anywhere. John Collins. John Collins, I don't... It's hard to gauge that because you don't know what's really true coming out of Atlanta. Is he really unhappy? Are they really willing to move him after they just signed him? And actually, he's not making as much as I thought he was. I thought he was making closer to 30, but he's not. And Atlanta seems to be hell-bent on getting another guard. They have called the Spurs about Derek White. Could there be a possible move? Derek White, someone else, for uh, first-round pick for John Collins. Now, would I trade next year's first-round pick? No. Well, maybe. I would rather not because it, it's going to be top 10. Is John Collins worth a top 10 pick? I think others have made the point. I know I've made the point. But again, we're in that same situation as the Chicago Bulls a couple years ago when they made the deal for Vukovic. They went all in to get a you know, top-tier player. And it's paid off. It's paid off. Coupled that trade with um, good free agent signings in the summer. But we can do the same thing. You know, if we offload the right contracts, we can bring Collins in and then still have north of $20 million in the summer. It'll be tough, but especially since it means saying goodbye to the guys that we really like. But at the end of the day, I think you have to be realistic in the sense that this roster, although guys can still improve, is their ceiling good enough to become a contender again? And the answer is no. You know, DeJounte deservingly becomes an all-star, so we have an all-star. But the rest of the roster is not catching up at the high rate. And even if they do progress, take a step in their progression, I mean, you're still talking about fringe playoff playing team. So would a move like John Collins move the needle enough to put us like at least in the middle of the pack to where we're dangerous and then maybe in the summer 
we add something else? I don't know. Maybe. But I think there needs to be a, a focus shift now to not just getting the young guys playing time, but now acknowledging we have our guy. We need to build the team around him. Now, if you if you don't trade Jakob, we need a stretch four to go next to him. We do. We have poor weak side defense because after Jakob, we get really small. No offense to Keldon, but he's not a stretch four. He's a wing. He's a three. And he could start playing more bully basketball if he's matched up with other threes. So if we could get a stretch four like a John Collins or a Jeremy Grant, a Christian Wood, just to have that weak side covered, that's a step, that's a big step forward for us. I believe it'd be a big step forward. Now whether or not, I mean, could we get Christian Wood? Probably not. Spurs tend not to make deals with Western Conference rivals. And you got to question Christian Wood's commitment to defense. There's no questions about his offense, but you got to question his defense. Jeremy Grant, Pop has spent time with him now because of the Olympics. You know, could we make, could we put a package together for him? I don't know what all they're looking I can't remember what all Detroit was looking. I know they want picks. But player-wise, what would they want? I'd have to go back and do the research on that. And it's reportedly, Jeremy Grant has given them a list. I don't know if we're on his list. I would like to think Pop made a good impression on him last summer. But you never know. But that would be killer to have him in that starting lineup with DeJounte, with Jakob even. And I was, early in the season, I was very low on Jakob. And I've changed my tune because he's proven it to me. He's proving to be valuable on both ends of the court now. He's finishing better in the pick and roll. He's having more 20-point games. Still blocking shots, getting rebounds. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And I think he's great value for his contract. So I don't have a problem with that. But if that's our guy, then we need to get him some help. And I'm talking about his backups because Zach Collins is going to help. Jacques Landell is going to help. But as far as the starting lineup, we need a stretch four. We need a legit, versatile stretch four. Whether or not we can actually pull off the deal, that remains to be seen. But again, Atlanta makes some sense if they're willing to give up John Collins. If they're willing to take... Well, let, let's leave the draft picks out. Let's just look at it from the players. If it is a Derek White and maybe a Thaddeus Young or... But I mean, I think those would be the only two really realistically that we'd be willing to give up for John Collins. I think it'd be a huge get, and it's 
a seamless fit really in the lineup. Just move McDermott and, and Keldon down, put Collins in at the four, and there you go. 40% three-point shooter, and he's a killer athlete. Can really help that weak side defense, but... And then for Atlanta, they want a defensive guard because Trey Young doesn't play defense. Derek White's perfect for that. Yeah, Ben Simmons probably would have been better for them, but you know we already know what's happening with that situation, so Derek White makes a lot of sense for them. They need a defensive guard. There's really none out there as good as him that would be available. So why not? You have a need. We have a need. Let's make it work. But then again, if it costs us next year's lottery pick, is that okay? Is it worth it? That's what everyone needs to ask themselves. Is it worth it? It was worth giving him a contract in the summer because we wouldn't lose anything. Now we're going to lose something. We're going to lose a lot. But what are we gaining? We're still gaining a really good player. And he's going to come in with playoff experience now, maturity Again, 40% shooter from three. To have three of the... Think about this. You would have three 40% three-point shooters in your starting lineup with McDermott, Keldon, and John. That's that's really good. Not a lot of teams can say that. I don't think even the Warriors can say that. But then again, when you have Steph and Clay, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. Um... So would you give up that pick for him? Well, actually, another question would be is now has has kind of the precedence been set with the Sabonis deal on what it would take to get him? I mean, if we can throw a future first-round pick and a couple of second-rounders, we have two second-rounders this year. We don't need both. And one's fairly high. One's, I think, slated to be just outside the first round. If we could throw that pick in there in a future first, and Atlanta gets their defensive guard, why not? I mean, obviously, there'd be other deal. I mean, they can get Thaddeus Young, and whether they want to keep him or not, that that's up to them. I don't know who else or if anyone else would be included. You know, would they have to throw in Gallinari or something? I, the the money the money would get a little complicated if they if Atlanta wanted to throw in other guys that they're looking to offload. Maybe a three team deal would be needed, but Spurs really. <laughs> I know Spurs fans are real frustrated. Because, yeah, we go through this every year. Ah, oh, you know, Brian Wright, hey, make the deal. Make a deal. This year seems a little different, and we should be encouraged by the deals that are happening. Because teams are making moves. They're willing to part with players that you didn't think they'd be willing to part with. And teams around us, around the Spurs at the bottom, are getting better.
but a trade tomorrow well yeah at this point a trade tomorrow doesn't necessarily you know it doesn't necessarily it's going to make you feel good but it doesn't mean that it's going to be the right move you know spurs are very very careful Because you know we see some trade, some of these trades happen, and then they don't pan out for either team. Well, you know, sometimes it does happen. You know, there's risks involved in making these trades. So, and the Spurs, they don't look at today; they're looking at tomorrow. They're looking at five years from now. They're very, very careful. So, if they do make a move within the next thirty-six hours. It's because there's a plan. There's a long-term plan. It's not just for tomorrow. It's a long-term plan. So, But anybody thinking that it's going to be a quiet deadline, I, I don't think it's going to be a quiet deadline. I don't think it's going to be record-breaking. But I think there's a handful, maybe a dozen trades. Some are going to be small. Some are going to be just tax moves. Some are just going to be cap relief moves setting them up for the summer you know will Westbrook get traded <sighs> I don't know the last rumor I saw was that it was a Houston deal but Houston would buy him out and I'm thinking okay so then the plan really is just to get like a draft pick or two for John Wall and then buy out Westbrook so you have the cap space for the summer still okay it makes some sense but if the plan is for Westbrook to run right back to LA I'm going to be upset and I'm with every team that said they will call the league and file you know um, uh, I can't remember I can't think of the name now but basically complain if Philadelphia does get James Harden because obviously they're talking they may not be talking directly, but they are talking. And that's not right. So. We'll see if Portland has one more move in their bag. Rumors that they they like Jeremy Grant. I don't see what they have to give. Unless you give up Simons. That's about the only asset you have left. Nurkic has an expiring deal. Um, I don't know what kind of draft assets they still have left. I wouldn't give up too much because, remember, now you're kind of in a little bit of a rebuild. So you need to maintain some draft uh, draft assets. Let's see if Indiana hangs on to Miles Turner. I think they will. Minnesota still looking to make some kind of move. Interesting, Marcus Smart. That's That's a good get. I think that's a good get, Marcus Smart. But Boston's turned it around. I don't know what changed, but they've turned it around. And they're playing really good basketball. I don't know if they're going to be sellers now. And they could easily be buyers because they're sitting on a huge trade exemption. And they have some young players that, you know, they have potential. Like, I was thinking about Nesmith because of his three-point shooting. So how gettable is Marcus Smart? probably not gettable at this point Schroeder probably gettable but 
nobody wants Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> we saw that in the summer. Now, that was mostly due to his price tag, but at the end of the day, I mean, he doesn't move the needle for anybody like that. New York needs to do something. I don't know how drastic they'll get. I think Julius Randle stays. Now, because the stories coming out about not wanting Cam Reddish, it's just nothing's good. Nothing good's going on in New York for either team. So at this point, I think Knicks probably are just going to go ahead and scrap it for this year. Try again. The, I mean, the signings were good. You took a chance on Kimba. It didn't work. You brought in Fournier. Fournier's been good. But, you know, Derek Rose's injury hasn't, her, hasn't helped. Um, quickly has been okay. Their bigs have been good. They've been healthy. So it and Julius Randle just ah it's it, it's that curse of the new contract. Sign a big contract. There's all sorts of pressure on you. You had a near MVP season. It's tough. It's really tough. I look for Randle to have a really good season next year. And then let's see looking around Denver I think is done. They just need to get healthy. They need Jamal Murray back. I don't think there's any more moves coming from them. Oklahoma City's just sitting out there with a ton of cap room and draft picks. <laughs> I think they're just going to be that team that helps facilitate other deals. Uh, Phoenix. You know, they, they're rumored to have interest in Eric Gordon. Would you give up Cameron Payne and a first-round pick for him? Honestly, yeah, I probably would. Cameron Payne played well, but you can't mess around now. You know how good you are. Quite possibly the best team in the league at this point. Can put a shooter like Eric Gordon on that team. You probably go ahead and do it. I don't agree with it being for a first-round pick, but if... Phoenix is not in a position where they need first-round picks at the moment, so why not? you got to swing for the fences now. You have to. Um, Utah, you know, Utah probably will make some kind of a deal similar to Cleveland with Joe Ingles. It's expiring contract. He's hurt. So what's the point? The question is, what are you going to get? Uh, Harrison Barnes has been linked to multiple teams. Harrison Barnes would be a nice get for them. They could use some offensive punch. Uh, Clippers, man, you know, I like what the Clippers have done. Covington and Powell are good pickups, and if Paul George and Kawhi can get healthy, Clippers are a very dangerous team. Uh, right now, I think they're trying to figure out if they're going to move any of their bigs. I think the last thing I read was more than likely a Serge Ibaka move or a buyout. But then again, who knows? You know, they're playing well, and Zubac has been hurt. Hartenstein's pretty good. Serge has been playing well, and he gives you an extra layer with his ability to step out and knock down a three. 
maybe it's Zubach that needs to get put on the block. I don't know. But they're going to be, they finally have the kind of depth they've been needing. Now the question is, can they get healthy? And maybe, maybe. I still think you don't risk Kawhi. But if he's really made that kind of significant progress, I mean, go for it. Lakers Lakers aren't going to... I don't see what move they can make. Taylor Horton Tucker is just not going to get you... He's not going to get you an upgrade. Taylor Horton Tucker is the kind of player that gets you a draft pick. Not a Jeremy Grant. <laughs> not 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 a Christian Wood. No. Uh, that's just wishful thinking. Lakers are just going to have to stand pat, stay healthy. At the end of the day, they still have three superstars on their team. They they'll they'll get better. They will improve. They're just not going to compete at the highest level because Milwaukee smacked them around tonight. Milwaukee's ready to go. They that, that's just a team that just needs to stay healthy. Brooklyn needs to get healthy. Chicago probably needs to find some depth where that is, what that is. I don't know. They need Caruso to come back. Um Again, watch out for Toronto to be really aggressive. Let's see what Houston does with a couple of their assets. Let's see if Indiana does anything else. I expect Utah to make some kind of a move. Other than that, I think it's going to be an exciting deadline. I'll be sitting in my chair, NBA TV, trade deadline special going, waiting for the Woj bombs, and... Yeah, it will be it'll be fun. It's one of my favorite days of the year. I always no matter where I'm working, I make sure I have this day off. People look at me weird like you're taking a random day off in February. I tell them it's for the NBA trade deadline. They're like, "Hmm, okay." But yeah. And then we will I will be back probably that later that night to go over what transpired. So, thanks for listening. Share this with your friends, family members, pets. I gotta listen to something while they're just chilling, right? And we will we'll see you next time. Right? That's how we do that. <laughs>